Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for that number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Abby from For Her Empire. How are you doing today, Abby? Hi, Candice. I'm doing great. It's almost 5.45 a.m. and I am already like high energy. So, whoa, let's do this. All right. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like 6.43 p.m. here and I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is awesome. So tell everyone who you are and what you do. Okay. Hi, everyone. And Abby Moucher. If you cannot pronounce the last name, Abby is just fine. And I am the founder and the lead educator here at For Her Empire. So at For Her Empire, I, at least we believe that choosing to start your own business as a female entrepreneur is such a huge deal because it's risky. You're putting your time, you're putting your resources, you're putting your efforts. It's freaking stressful sometimes, but you choose to stick to it. You choose to build and just keep doing your best, even though during the first year or the first year and a half, it's stressful and you're not making as much as you had visualized when you were like, I'm going to quit my nine to five. But you still stuck to it. And so that's something that should be celebrated, should be encouraged. Something that we, we need to support others so that we have more women starting their businesses. So at For Her Empire, everything we do is to celebrate women who choose to start their business, encourage you, and then support you, be giving you resources and guidance to make this business work. So you don't quit it halfway and then end up um, being a story for other female entrepreneurs who want to start their own business, but they're afraid that after a year, they're going to quit as well. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Cause you know, they always say that stigma, every yeah. small business, not every small business, but most uh, small most. businesses fail after five years. And they keep saying it over and over again. And I think that's still kind of like stuck in a lot of people's minds. And it's probably yes. a little hard for them to push forward or push through that first year, that second year, that third year. And then by the time fifth year comes, it's like, okay, it's working. But to push past that, it's like, come on, that's not necessarily true. So um, yeah, I really love what you do. So let's talk about the inspiration behind starting your business or what was that like for you? Mm. You know, fun fact, For Her Empire is actually my third business. So I had learned from the first two and failed, which is the part most people don't like admitting, but I, I'm very much admitted. So I had learned from the first two I had, I had failed. And then what I wanted for her empire to be different. I, I did not want a third um, failed business. And I did not want, because um, I also have a, a friend and she was also on her second failed business. So I, I did not want that to be me. That I did not want for her empire to be my failed business. And so I was like, okay, 
I have learned from all of this. Let's get my acts together. Let's be honest. What, what did I do wrong? And it was that I did not have a clear understanding or a clear idea of who for her empire was for. I did not really conceptualize what exactly do I want to do. Yes, I like teaching. Yes, I like talking to people, but that's not a business. That's like an idea. There are parts I would not like, like the finances, like the sales part. And so what inspired for her empire is honestly, one, the field businesses <laughs> from myself and from friends. And it was like, okay, so now I know this is what's not working. Well, who am I for? I want other women like my friend, like myself, to sort of know what pitfalls are there, to sort of create a business and not ditch it after, after a year or two because you only focus on what you like. And at the same time, though, it's stressful and frustrating being a female entrepreneur sometimes. Because I keep comparing myself to George, one of my friends who's a male entrepreneur. And his business is seven months, but he has consistent cash. And I'm constantly comparing myself to George. And I don't want to do that. And I don't want other women to do that. And so I created for her empire so that, yes, we see George is thriving. Maybe our business is not there yet, but you don't have to feel bad because there is a community around you pushing you and cheering you on. And that's what I created for empire to really give myself what I needed, to give my friend patience what she needed as well. That's awesome. I, I love that you found something that kind of like, you know, you, you kind of like went through the, the whole process yourself. And then you kind of like found yeah. that thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I because, know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, because sometimes we think that first thing is the, is it. And oftentimes yeah. oh it's God. not. It is so not. Oh my God. It's so not. So, yeah, I like that you went through that and then you found your thing and then you like, oh my goodness, I know the roadmap or I have the framework to show other women or other business owners the exact steps I went through. They're probably struggling with the same thing. So here's the framework that I use to basically get from point A to point B. And I think that's really good. Yes, that's yes. awesome. So can you remember a time in your business where you, mm-hmm. or starting out, where you had mm-hmm. like a hello moment? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so um, it was, I've forgotten the exact day, but I was lying in bed and I was on the phone with patients. Um, the lady had, I had mentioned earlier. And then I had a business uh, called the Growth Metric. And it's, it's a bit similar to For Her Empire. And then, and then Pishis had asked a question like, um, what about For Her Empire, for all oh, the growth metric, are you going to drop it behind? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And so she replied that if you have two businesses doing the same thing, aren't they sort of competing against each other? And I was like, oh yeah, you have a point. So I had to figure out what will make For Her Empire this new business different from the growth metric, this failing business. And so, and I hadn't thought about that before. At first I was like, well, 
at the growth metric, it's sort of like a marketing agency, but for her empire, it's sort of like a marketing coaching of sort. And then Superstitious was like, yeah, but you could just add a coaching package to the growth metric and you would solve that problem. What exactly is For Her Empire literally doing? So I was like, well, what if For Her, the growth metric was for like everybody, then For Her Empire was like for like women. And she was like, you could just make a women's package on the growth metric, you know? It's like, oh yeah, you have a point. And my aha moment or my hello moment for, for Her Empire was sitting down and realizing that just adding a package and just saying this for women was not a target audience, was not a niche. It was not, it was not like a value proposition. I have to go deeper. I have to look deeper and into myself and realize, okay, at the core of everything, if I take out the, the coaching packages, what is for her empire for? If I look deep into myself and find all of this, and it was that I want to celebrate women. I know starting up as a woman is stressful, it's challenging, it's so expensive sometimes, man. <laughs> and but I, I want to encourage people, I want to celebrate you, I want to support you. And she was like, but I had not done that for the growth metric or for the first field business. It's like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's for empire at the, at the core of it. If I ignored all the coaching packages, all the courses at the core, this is for her empire. It's like, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I found it. I have found what make me stand out. So that was my hell moment, really realizing that, okay, this is similar. One is failing, but the other one, what makes this business different from for, for the growth metric? What makes this business different from any other coaching service outside or, or any other marketing agencies outside. If, am I providing only marketing? If I wanted to grow in the future, would I be able to grow using just marketing? And how would I make it so that I'm not all over the place? What would be for her empire at the core, the center of her brand, figuring that out and going, yes, that aligns. Yes, that makes sense. That was my hello moment. So I want to ask you about time. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to actually discover that there was a difference between the two and actually going in a little bit deeper into um, For Her Empire? Mm. Okay. So when I got that, like, aha, in middle of the night, I, I always sleep with a, a jutter, um, a book and paper next to me. So I, I like got up, took it instead of writing that, writing it down. Um, for her empire, celebrate women. For her empire, is not the good metric. For her empire, would do this differently. But I did not implement it yet. It was, it was late at night, and I did. And I don't think it's it's something you when you have an idea, it like implement it immediately because the next day you might come down to earth and you realize that this might not make so much sense. After I had all that idea, I slept on it. I woke up the next the next morning and looked at it. It still made sense. But of course, I was a bit um, on the fence. Like, do I change this? Do I do this? So I started looking into, um, I, went, I, I joined several Facebook groups, sort of look around. I, I wanted to kind of validate this assumption that there are in fact female entrepreneurs who want to be celebrated, who want to be encouraged, who want to be supported, that I'm not just like um, 
hyping up myself for no reason in an, in an, in an empty auditorium or something. So I joined this five or so Facebook groups, looked at the post, looked at the post, I'm like, okay, you definitely need some celebration here. You definitely need some motivation. You definitely need some support because speaking as somebody who owns a field business, this is so not gonna work out. So after I thought that, yeah, I was in a bit, I was sort of validated. I did not change the website yet. I started writing down the copy for what I wanted to change. Um, the phrasing before before for a empire used to be the the first tagline was um, we used to create um, easy to use content creation resources. Then later it changed to support community for female entrepreneurs, which is still true, but it's kind of vague. So now it's we celebrate, encourage, and support female entrepreneurs. That's more like what we do. So that whole process moving from um, easy to use content creation uh, tools to moving to celebrate, encourage, and support female entrepreneurs. That took roughly um, three months. And that's because it's, a, it's during um, COVID period and I was working from home, so I had time. So that took me three months to really nail things down and then slowly start implementing it. And even now, I'm, st I'm still finding new ways to implement this stuff. Even now, I'm still looking at, okay, let's change this. That's, it's a continuous process, but at least I have um, a very stable and solid foundation of what For Her Empire is. And I don't, I, don't, um, I don't want to use three months as a standard. Everyone works differently. If you have a nine to five and you, and you have to go to the office physically and you're factoring in your transportation time, three months might be too little for you. And it's fine. Even if it takes six months, it's fine. But minutely you get the idea, don't jump into it. Try to find a way to validate this new assumption. Try to find, even if it's the smallest proof that people out there do wants this, and then, then start slowly implementing things. It was a bit overwhelming um, having to do my website because I, I, I beat my, my website myself, having to look at my social media, having to change my newsletters, having to like change the sales funnel. It, it was and it still is overwhelming. But I console myself with the knowledge that I don't have to get all of this done. My target audience is a human being. They don't expect me to be Jesus Christ. They don't expect me to be perfection itself. I can take my time. I can take things slowly, step by step. I'm a human being, so I, so I dare. I, so I, dare. I can take my time and walk through this. If it takes me three months, great. If it takes me six months, great. I love that because I actually do love the way your website looks, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. So what you did is essentially going into the Facebook groups, looking around and looking at the posts. Yes. Um, I do believe I did a podcast episode on this, but you did what I call post hacking. And mm. is one is where you actually look for or search through different groups um, from different people or different posts who've already asked it before. And yes. a lot of times people say, well, you need to sit down, have one-on-one -on -one with your ICA, your ideal customer avatar, or you need yeah. to interview people. You really don't have to do all that. You, you can actually, <laughs> you can search. Jump in a group. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jump in a group, search in that little search box, 
whatever it is you're looking for. So uh, all you have to do is just say, I need help with, and then you will see a whole bunch of posts of people who say, I need help with my business. I need help with this, 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 this. And you yes. can just write it down. That's how yes. I, um, that's how I did the first business that I was doing, which was website design. Um, yeah. How I figured out how to price my website design and what is it that people were struggling with you don't well you can search on google that's perfectly fine but facebook is the best place and you don't even have to talk to anyone to do it you can actually look itself exactly answers you want (laughs) exactly so a lot of people be like don't like i don't know where to start i don't know what to do what find out what the conversations are you know a lot of people have already started those conversations the same thing you're trying to ask it's already been asked just go look for it you know so (laughs) i I, you you so far i had to say that because i was like a sheep post hack Yeah, I can't. I can't just jump in there. It's like this. Like you have this idea, and you jump into it. It's like, wait, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down. Is there an actual market or demand for this idea? And that's right. Yeah, because now if I if I jump into this, then I like put in all my energy, my resources, because I am so enthusiastic. What happens if six months down the line I'm still getting cricket noises? I will be so hurt. Yes. Yeah, you you will feel like. Um, you know, I had all this drive, all this motivation, but nobody wants it. It's going to hurt. So I had to like calm my horses, like, let's first validate this stuff right now. Then I can get excited. That's right. Yes, I love your approach. Love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some takeaways that you can give to our listeners out there? Okay. Okay. So, um, the thing is that as female entrepreneurs, at least now this in this current, in the last five years, one of the first things we do is to jump on um, different Facebook groups so we can connect with other female entrepreneurs and so we can sort of maybe sell to them if they are a target audience. And then as I was, as I was doing what you call the post hacking, under this, this posts about Hey, how do you grow your business? We're talking about how I have five high ticket clients this week. I made $10,000 this week. Um, Here's how I did it. They always have this really, God forgive me, annoying, vague, non-answers like serve your audience, provide value. Have you you seen that on Facebook groups? All the time. Yeah, (laughs) it annoys me so much. Like I cannot explain how, how much I eye roll whenever I see that. It's such a non-answer, it annoys me. And, and being as somebody whose entire goal is like to celebrate you, to encourage you, that is such a demoralizing answer because you've not answered my question. What does serving my audience literally mean? Like, what does provide value mean? Just tell me you don't wanna tell me and go, be honest with it. Don't give me a non-answer. So that annoyed me so much. And then, so, and then I had to like look at those posts then look at, of course, look at myself at For Her Empire, my failed business. Look at Judge's business that's thriving. Then look at Patient's business, both the failed one and now the thriving one. And the answer is not, I mean, yes, technically provide value and serve your audience, whatever that means. It's technically correct, technically, only that. But first you need to understand 
what your client's problem is and not from your perspective, from their perspective. So let me give you an example. Say my name was Lee and I was, um, let's see, a life coach or relationship coach. And I work with women who have commitment issues. Maybe they, they have been in a string of short relationships. They keep jumping out either when things get so serious or before it gets serious. And so if I say I understand my client's problem, I cannot just say hi, you know, um, your problem is that you have commitment issues. Nobody says they have commitment issues, even if you have commitment issues. It sounds like such a serious thing. It sounds like what somebody else would have, but not you. So like, what exactly is your client's problem? What made them realize something is wrong? What words would they actually use? They wouldn't say I have commitment issues. They would say I'm afraid of or I'm anxious about X, Y, Z, but they wouldn't say I have commitment issues. They will definitely phrase it differently. So it may be that I want to be in a committed relationship, but I'm afraid that I'll get hurt. Um, I want to be close to you, but I don't think you want to be close to me. And I don't need you and I don't want to depend on you. I don't want you to need me or depend on me because that just feels quite suffocating. That's how they would explain that. So if Lily is uh, uh, selling her business, instead of saying, hi, I was, I'm a coach for commitment issues, she would say, hi, I help women who want to be in a committed relationship, but are afraid of getting hurt, get into you no know, secured, long-lasting relationships. That would be how you put it. Your customer's problem is not this big, heavy word. It's the actual thing they feel. It's... I want to be in a committed relationship, but I'm afraid not, hi, I'm a, I have commitment issues. So the first thing we need to know as female entrepreneurs who are selling our business, or especially if you're a service provider, like a coach or a trainer, an agency, is you have to know exactly what your customer's problem is in the words they would use, in, in, in their perspective, how they would say it, how it looks like to them. That's the first thing we need to know. Next thing we need to know is understand the source of the problem. So using the same example as Lily as a relationship coach, if I was afraid of being in a committed relationship, potentially what would make, what would have caused this problem? What would have caused this commitment issues? It could be a divorce or a marital problem. It might be a previous relationship that ended up badly, either um, abandonment, abuse, whether emotional or physical, or maybe infidelity, but there is a source of the problem. And so now, if, if Lily was to sell to me, she would say something like, hi, I help women who want to be in a committed relationship, but are afraid of getting, of ending up hurt, because you've seen it happen with your parents, a loved one, or a previous relationship. That appeals to me a lot more than, hi, I'm Lily, I'm a relationship coach, for women who have abandoned or who have commitment issues that have resulted in a string of failed relationship, one sounds like you're diagnosing me. One sounds so serious. It doesn't sound like me. It's not something that I would accept about myself. The other sounds like my symptoms. I can relate to this because let's be honest. Um, Candice, can you if I told you you had relation, um, commitment issues, and I told you, you're afraid of being in a relationship because you may end up hurt, which sounds like something that you could relate to. I'm afraid of getting hurt. Exactly. Mm -hmm. When we go on Facebook, we don't we don't say, I'm afraid of getting hurt. We go, um, I could actually go on Facebook now and look at a post and to be, hi, I'm um, XYZ. 
I do X, Y, Z. I help women X, Y, Z. That's it. It's all about you. It's not about you. It's, not about, it's no longer about your client anymore. It's just me, 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 me. So how do you expect to sell to somebody when everything you do is centered around you? You've not brought me as the client in. You've not given me anything to emotionally connect with. You've, you've made it all about you. You're not selling to me anymore. So if you want to get this um, high ticket client that everyone talks about on Facebook, you have to first realize that first, at the first year of your business, that is not gonna happen. You need to use that first year to have structures in place, figure out what works, what doesn't work. Secondly, when, you, when you're posting online, whether it's in your blog post, in your newsletters, your social media posts, first outline what the problem is from your customer perspective. Have that one sentence that draws them in that they can relate to. Nobody relates to commitment issues. Never, nobody really relates to these really big heavy words. Bring it down to earth. What exactly does that look like? Now say the source of it. Because now, now you got their attention. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Now bring the source of it. They're like, oh, okay, that's also me. I can relate to this. Now that you've brought the source to it, now really follow through by, by showing how exactly this has affected them. Yes, Lily's client has been in a string of short-lasting relationships. Almost everybody can relate to that to a degree. And if your if Lily's client is in denial, they'll be like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I have commitment issues. It just means I've been finding all the, all the wrong people. Yeah. So what does this fear look like? It might be you know, you find yourself wanting to check your partner's phone um, and, but you're like, I don't want to be that person. But you're like, who's he talking to? Where is he right now? Maybe you're paranoid. You find yourself uh, getting angry about the smallest thing. You feel like you're overreacting to, 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 to things. And then like, am I overreacting? They push me to it. You're doing that back and forth. You might find yourself having um, issues with your body, like you stop eating because you feel I'm no longer very attractive and I want to shape myself in a way that will appeal to my partner, even though my partner has literally mentioned nothing about how I look and it's just in my head. So this is what it actually looks like, how it has affected them. So now that you know what the problem is, you know what the, sort of the problem is, you follow that up by saying, this is what it looks like. Is this you? Can you relate to this? So if Lily was to do um, a post for her free, uh, let's say she wants to do a free consultation, a free 20 minute consultation, she might see something like this. You want to be in a committed relationship, but you're afraid you'll end up hurt because you've seen this happen with your parents or loved one or a previous relationship. You don't want to be that paranoid person. You don't want to hate yourself. You don't want to feel insecure. You want a healthy relationship where you trust your partner and you feel secure that they love you in turn. Now Lily follows this up by saying, give yourself a point if you can relate to this. One, you find yourself checking or wanting to check your partner's phone. Two, you're unhappy with how you look and you think your partner thinks the same thing. Three, when you close your eyes, you can still see your parents or a loved one divorce and you are afraid something will happen to you. Four, you've cried yourself to sleep with worry that your relationship is too good to last. Five, six, seven, eight. Lily can put some more details in there. Then she says, if you score five or more, schedule a free 20 minute consultation with me and I will do my best to work with you so that you're able to connect with and trust your partner. How emotionally resonant does that sound like to you, Candice? Wow, that was really good. 
<laughs> yeah, you see? Yeah. It, 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 it makes more sense because it now it's, it's not about Lily anymore. It's about her client. We've outlined what the problem is. We've outlined what the sort of this problem. We actually give them, um, let's say, five to ten things that they can look at. So that's instead of me telling you you have commitment issues, you can see it in a bullet point. And in your head, when like when you when you've seen that five of these things, you can relate to. You are more inclined to book that free, that free consultation with Lily because this makes sense. You know. It directly ties into you. It tells you what you need to do. It makes more sense than, hi, I'm Lily, a relationship coach. I help women who have abandonment issues and a string of short relationships get into fulfilling relationship. That sounds so boring. It sounds like I could just say, hi, I'm Jessica. I'm a voice coach. I help women train their voice. Or hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a, I'm a fitness coach. I help women get in shape. It's, it's just, it's so generic. I could take literally your name and what you do and what I do and change it and nothing changes. And that's what we do on Facebook in these Facebook groups every single time. It's just us, 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 us. So we need to one, understand this, your client's problem, understand the source of the problem, understand how it has affected them, then put that together in all of your sales copy. Let it be in your blog post. Let it be in your booking page. Let it be in your social media posts. Let it be reflected. Let it really be about them. And that's how you can really connect with your future clients and make them take that step to take your, to schedule that free 20 minutes consultation or take your freebie. Maybe I, I asked, um, Lily could actually make this quiz, you know, her, her lead magnets, that if you score five or more, like a quiz, immediately takes it to the next page that's, that takes it to a calendly that says schedule a 20 minutes consultation. That could be her lead magnet. But it's already something that works for you. It's already about you as the client, not me as Lily. That's the problem here. We are all us, 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 even though we don't think we don't think we are. We're all about ourselves, me, me, me. But that's not a business. We always say that the core of a business is a client true but is that reflected in your sales message most of the times no that's what we need to do right now we need to stop being all about us stop being egocentric in our marketing and our sales and shift it to our customer let's use the words they relate to let everything be about their feelings their thoughts their worries their action not us 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 so that's, that's my key takeaway. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it actually really does. Do. No, it actually Thank does. You. And I want to do a recap because I did take notes because um, I'm <gasps> a note taker. Uh, so we start off, what is your client's problem? And what yes. I did was um, I put in quotations, um, afraid of, or uh, yes. uh, I said, I don't think. So you kind of like have to put those into perspective and I'm going to, I'm going to share the little fill in the blanks that I had created. So, uh, (laughs) so um, the filling, what did I say here? Uh, The filling the customer have understanding the source of the problem, what was, and what was the cause. And um, so my little list and, you know, for those of you who are listening out there, you could definitely uh, write this down or I can probably add this in the show notes. So maybe they can cut, copy and paste it. Um, But you will say, hi, 
My name is blank. I help blank who are afraid of blank because of blank. You have to put the, the effect or the cause. Um, And then you can continue on and say, uh, you don't want to blank. You don't want to blank. You want to blank do this instead. You want to blank this instead. And then at the bottom of it, state the solution. Did I get it right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and then have a call to action. Yeah. Call to actions. Yeah. So ideally a solution as you put at the bottom should connect to your call to action. I mean, you want them to connect with you. You want a, a way to get their contact. If it's a freebie download, if it's um, booking a call with you, but you want the solution to be directly tied to your lead magnet. So you actually don't just like look at that and go, yes, yes, yes. And then do nothing. Okay. This is really good. I love it so, so much. <laughs> I'm glad you love it. Yes. Cause I'm saying like, I'm writing notes and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> I really should just like turn this into like some sort of template for everyone. Cause I'm going to use this for myself. Cause I struggle with, I struggle with copy. I struggle with, you know, addressing people's yeah. pain points. And so I think yeah. this would be a really good, you know, yeah. really good start, really good template for everyone who's listening out there. So for those of you who are listening, I'm going to leave this in the show notes. All you have to do yes. is cut and paste and you fill in whatever. Work with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because you know, you know your client's pain points, at least you should know. But I admit putting that into copy uh, and, and being satisfied with what you have at the end of it it's sort of, it's a problem because maybe at the first draft, you did all of that. Then you go online and you see that no one else is doing that. It's just them. So you think that's what sells. So you take your perfectly fine copy and she needs to be all around you because you're like, well, I'm the core of my business anyway. Uh, my, my business brand is technically me. Maybe I should make myself more obvious in these things. But then your client is not you, you lose them. So I do, I do like the, the templates you've come up with. Try to make sure it's all about them as much as possible and just have yourself in the, hi, my name is, um, what you do and the, the call to action. That's, that's like just a three should be where you are. Let there be more of your client than more of you. If there is more of you than the client, take something off. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say, make sure it's all about them and not yeah. about you. Awesome. Yes, I cannot yeah. wait to create this and have yeah, it for everyone. See, this is now you're awesome. providing value and serving your audience and all those vague words. Yes. Now you're actually doing things for them. Yes, yes. What a good way to start off the new year, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I know our time is like coming up, but um, where can everyone find you? Okay. So um, I am admittedly not the most active in social media. I'm probably going to get a virtual assistant to do that for me because I just use social media as like a research tool and that's it. <laughs> but you can find me on, on my website, forherempire.com. I have a whole lot of freebies in there. You can see a lot more about what, what I do, what For Her Empire is about. You have all our resources there as well. So that's forherempire.com, F-O-R. H-E-R-E-M-P-I-R-E dot com. For Empire.com. 
Awesome. It's awesome, man. We're going to definitely yeah. include the uh, the links in the show notes as well yes. so everyone can find you. Um, well, this podcast episode has very has been like really good and valuable um to not only me i definitely know to my to my (laughs) listeners out there but for me especially and i'm like creating like uh freebies and everything while i'm you know interviewing uh my guests and i'm like wow i'm really doing some things here (laughs) yeah that's the good thing about podcasts as you're interviewing people, you're actually learning a lot more for yourself as well. Yes, that is so true. Well, Abby, I thank you so much for coming on today's uh, show. Yeah. Hey, did you like this episode? And don't forget to subscribe and share. And also drop me a line or two. I will love to hear your feedback in the review. Thank you.